Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. We're going to be talking about in. Insecurity. Insecurity uh, is not a fun topic, but we all deal with it. So let's dive into God's word, to, words, word together. I have a couple of points that I want to go over with you on insecurity for the next few minutes. So I want you to understand that even the most secure person that you think you know struggles with insecurity. In fact, uh, studies show that we have Billions of thoughts that go through our mind on a daily basis. And most of those thoughts are in the form of a question, just always going through our mind. And the majority of those questions come back to self. Am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Uh, All of these questions that are daunting and filling our minds continually, uh, if we're not careful, can lead us to a place of feeling super in secure. And if you don't master insecurity, it will affect every area of your life. It will affect the way that you uh, love yourself, which will will affect the way that you respond and are able to love others. It will affect your happiness. It will affect how you are socially. It will even affect how you view God. So we're going to dive into a couple of these points. And as I do, I want you to ask yourself the question, Do I deal with insecurity or have I before and I'm starting to let it creep a little bit more into my life? We're going to leave this podcast being very secure, not in ourselves, but in who God created us to be. So if you're taking notes today, point number one is this. God has created you uniquely. God has created you uniquely. I know, right? You didn't know that. Well, now you know it. Ephesians 2.10 says this. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That God created the purpose for your life before you were even created. That God had, before you were even in your mother's womb, God had a purpose and a plan for you. That means that as God had your plan in place. He was creating you specifically, knitting you together, uh, putting you uh, together just as he wanted you to be in your mother's womb so that you could walk in that plan. Now, the problem is this, that we don't celebrate our uniqueness. We're always trying to conform to be like everybody else when God is saying, hello, I created you on purpose for a purpose. There's a purpose for the way that you are. There's a purpose for your personality. There's a purpose for the way that you look. There's a purpose for the things that you enjoy and that you're good at. And it all plays into God's unique plan 
for your life. So the problem is when we start to despise our uniqueness and we start to want to be like everybody else that God says you'll never accomplish that which I've called you to. If you're always trying to be like everybody else, I've called you to be set apart. I've called you to be different. I've called you to have different strengths. I've called you to uh, have different motivations in your life that keep driving you towards me and my plan for you. God's even created you uniquely in the way that you hear from him. Did you know that? There is a specific, very personal, intimate way that you hear from God. And so when we start to understand that and we start to embrace that, then we can truly walk in the security that we have in Christ, that if we're trying to find our security in, in other things, if we're trying to find security in the way other people perceive us or treat us, if we're trying to find security in if we feel like we're fitting in or if we feel like uh, we're doing uh, everything that everybody else can do, then we're always going to fall miserably short. Whenever we plan our life, on the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ, whenever we embrace our creator, whenever we understand that we were created on purpose for a purpose, then we can truly start to thrive in who God has created us to be. One of the hugest travesties is that we can never see ourselves as God sees us, that we can never see the beauty and, and, and the intentionality of how God created us to accomplish that purpose. So the next time you want to be hard on yourself, the next time you want to go on a tangent because you're not like everybody else, actually start to thank God that you're not like everybody else. Thank God that he created you with a weird sense of humor. Thank God that he created you, that you think differently, that your perspective is different. I used to get frustrated with myself because I would be like, why don't I think like everyone else? I seem to always have a different view or a different take on things. And sometimes I feel like that's a, a, a misfire when it comes to communication or social interaction. I feel like everybody else is seeing the situation through one lens and I'm looking at it through a completely different lens. That used to frustrate me, but I've learned to actually celebrate it. I've learned to embrace it and say this thing that is so different is actually my contribution to this world and it wasn't an accident and it wasn't a mess up it was on purpose by God start to appreciate and thrive in the fact that God has created you in a very unique fashion very much on purpose point number two is this if you're dealing with insecurity and if you feel like you're not measuring up and you're not enough if you're always feeling like you're failing or you're afraid that you're going to fail, remember this, God's grace is given for who you are, not who you wish you could be. God's grace on your life will help fill in all the gaps, will help you to succeed, but not for the person that you wish that you were. It's for who he created you to be. And a lot of times with insecurity, we bring up the topic of comparison, because comparison and insecurity go hand in hand. When we are trying to figure out ourselves, when we're trying to ask ourselves if we're good enough, if we measure up, if we're pretty enough, what do we do? We use the people around us as our measuring bar to say, do I meet the mark? Am I enough? Dot, dot, dot. In what every area it is. And the Bible is very clear about God's perspective on comparison. In fact, he says, just don't do it. In Galatians 6, 5, 
It says this in the message version. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life, with your own life. Listen, friend, that means that God hasn't called you to do the best that you can do with somebody else's life. Have you ever watched somebody on Instagram or in church or uh, in the world and think, wow, if I could only do what they're doing, then I would be accepted, then I would be enough. Or have you ever looked at what they're doing and think, think, thought, wow, they are so good and in comparison to that, I'm not good at all. I might as well quit. I don't have anything to contribute. That is a lie of the enemy. Do you know that everybody had to start at some point or another? That when God calls you to do something, it starts small. There's not too many people that have walked on this stage that are concert pianists that just get up there for the first time and out of the blue can just play a beautiful piece. No, but why do we think that with our own life and our own gifting? Why do we think that all of a sudden, if God called us to it, then we are going to be an expert in that area. No, start where you're at. Everybody has to start somewhere. The Bible says not to despise the day of the small beginnings because God rejoices when the work begins. God rejoices when you have enough faith to step out in the little things, when you have enough courage to say, you know what, I'm probably not very good at this, but I'm going to step out and start somewhere. You're saying, God, I don't have it all together, but that which I do have, I'm giving to you. I'm going to stop comparing myself. Here's the thing. We often compare our weaknesses against other people's strengths, or we compare what we know about ourselves with what we don't know about them, and then we always fall short. We always feel like we're failing. We never measure up in that way. God doesn't call you to compare yourself to somebody else when you don't even know the full picture. You're only seeing the best that they choose for you to see. When you see the thoughts that you think, you, you see uh, the emotions that you feel, you see all the ugly sides of self. And that's why you're so down on yourself. The Bible says don't do that. In fact, in Romans 12, 4, it says, uh, we have grace according to the gifts given to us. There is a grace for the gifts given to you. There's a grace on you for, for what God has purposed you to do, for the gift for you, it says. And so it keeps going and it says, so just go ahead and be what you were made to be without being envious or prideful or comparing ourselves to others to try to be something we are not. It says, don't be envious. Don't be proud and try to compare yourself to somebody else. That's what comparison is. It's either envy to the point that you feel insecure and, and you uh, don't feel like you have anything to contribute because someone else is so much better. Or what does it say? Don't be prideful. A lot of times we compare ourselves to other people so that we can feel good about ourselves. Here's a newsflash. Somebody is always going to be better at what you're called to do, and that should inspire you. And somebody is always going to be worse. And that should inspire you as well. One should inspire you to, to sharpen your, your skills, to see what God uh, is calling you to, that it's possible to learn from them, to glean from them. And somebody else who's not as good at it should compel and inspire you to be that person to help them out. But it says, whatever you do, be uncompromisingly you. 
Don't allow a mold to be created for you that wasn't meant for you to walk in. Other people will have a little uh, a little bit, maybe a, a glimpse of what God has called you to do, but they're not exactly you. God has a contribution that he wants to make through your life experiences, through how he created you, through what you look like, where you grew up, uh, through, through your personality that is different than everybody else. So don't buy the lie that you can't, that you're not good enough. Someone else will just have to do it. Say, no, God, it might not be perfect. It might not even be what I would consider is good, but I'm giving it to you. I'm yielding uh, to you everything that I have, everything that you've called me to, and I refuse to compare to somebody else. I, I refuse to be the person that says it's not good because it doesn't look like what I think it should look like in comparison to somebody else. I know that if you've called me to it, you've graced me for that which you've called me to do. Point number three is this. God's grace is for who, isn't for who you're not, and it's not who, for who you pretend to be either. God's grace isn't for who you're not, and it's not for who you pretend to be. So we say God's grace isn't for who you wish you could be, right, through envy uh, and comparison. And it's also not for who you pretend to be. What masks are you putting on because of insecurity? What are you pretending to be. That is exhausting. If you're always trying to put on a front, if you're always trying to be perfect, listen, my daughter is completely different than I am. You wouldn't even think that we lived in the same house sometimes. She, I am very reserved. I am very uh, modest. I'm very quiet. I'm not loud. God just created me that way. I like to watch and observe. And my daughter, she is like a a ball of fun. She's just all over the place. Uh, she's loud. She uh, is loose with her bodily functions. She'll burp and laugh about it, just completely different than what I am. And if she would try to put herself, if she would try to be who I am, the grace of God would not be in operation in that space because she would be pretending to be something that she wasn't authentically created to be. And so many times we try to, to put on these masks and we try to put on these fronts of perfection and, and, and this is just how everyone what, perceives me. So that's who I'm going to pretend to be. And, and God's not asking you to do that. He's saying, let my grace invade who you are. Let my grace bring to life all of the things about you that are different from other people. And in that space, you will truly rest and you will truly Soar. There's no uh, deeper place that you will experience the grace of God than when you're being authentically you. Authentically you. No masks, not trying to be somebody else, but you say, you know what? This is me. This is me, and in light of who God created me to be, it is good. Point number four is this you need to embrace and celebrate you the best way that you can. Some of you listening today, you need to just start loving yourself. You will attack insecurity by celebrating who God made you to be. You know, there is a painter named Rembrandt, and he's known for his self-portraits. And when Rembrandt was young, he actually painted the first selfie. Like if you would think about selfies coming on the scene, it was Rembrandt. He painted himself, I think he was around 16 years old, and he was like a gorgeous specimen 
of just perfection in his painting. And at, like a filter, right? How many of us today throw that filter on our Instagram uh, picture or, or Facebook or whatever it is? Well, Rembrandt was the master at selfies and at filters because he, he painted himself through a filter of uh, what he wanted to be, what he wanted people to see himself as. Uh, the, the areas that maybe he had imperfections, he just took his paintbrush and made them perfect so that he could project what he thought a beautiful self would look like. Like, think about Rembrandt saying, if I look like this, then I would like myself, then I would love myself. Well, something happened in Rembrandt's paintings. As Rembrandt got older, you'll notice if you look at his self-portraits, it looks like something happened to Rembrandt. You're like, was he in an accident? Did he have health issues? What happened to Rembrandt? Because the end of his life in his selfies, his self paintings look completely different than the man that he started in the beginning of his paintings. And it's not that Rembrandt changed so much over the course of time. He did age, but we're talking about major, uh, major issues to his face, big differences in his face and lack of symmetry. And just, it looks very different. And the story goes that Rembrandt started to love himself. He started to celebrate the truest version of him. Then instead of trying to paint perfection on a portrait, uh, he said, you know what? I'm going to look at myself through the lens of authenticity and I'm going to love myself. I'm going to love the areas of my life that, that, that maybe seem imperfect to me or, I, or at one point I wish I could have changed. I'm going to learn to celebrate those areas. And as he did, his paintings looked different but you can see the confidence and the self-love and self-awareness of Rembrandt coming through in each of his portraits that it was okay that he wasn't perfect. It was okay that his jawline didn't match completely in complete symmetry. It didn't matter because he loved himself and he was comfortable with himself. And I'm not saying that self-care is just, hey, I'm eating my Oreos and I'm staying in my sweatpants and that's who I am, like it or not. No, you need to have confidence in who you are. But there's a difference between uh, being vain and egotistical and really loving self, who God created you to be. There are areas of me that I wish I could have changed at some point in my life. And as I grow older, I learn to celebrate those things that make me me. My daughter even was standing in front of the mirror and I told her, I said, let's choose one aspect of our, our, our self-image that maybe we don't tend to like and let's celebrate it. Let's thank God for it. Uh, so, you know, we all have areas of our life that maybe we don't feel like celebrating. Maybe it's, we're like, man, these thighs. Well, God gave you two healthy legs to stand on. Maybe it's your nose. Well, thank God that I can breathe. Thank God that God created me unique and it is beautiful. And until you cross over in that, in that thought process, you'll never be able to truly uh, love others because if you can't love yourself, then it's gonna project onto everybody around you. Self-love is so important and insecurity is a direct attack on you loving who God created you to be. So practice self-love. Start speaking affirmations over the parts of your life or over your personality or over your physical body that maybe you don't like in the natural, that you maybe you wish you could change. I remember I came across this website 
of this plastic surgeon and you click on the site and she is just like, she looks like plastic surgeon Barbie. She looks perfect. And her motto, it grieved my heart so much. And it said this, it said, if you don't like it, change it. And I thought about the world that we're living in and there's, there's now more than ever the ability to change that which we don't like about ourselves. But what if we started to really embrace it? What if we started to thank God with a heart of gratitude for who he made us to be and started to accept the truest version of ourselves? What would that self-portrait look like today? Well, I hope you're encouraged. Just a couple points really quickly on insecurity, a topic that we talk about often. But I want to encourage you in that to know that God has created you uniquely and for you to embrace it. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't compete with somebody else. Don't put a mask on and try to put your, your, your best version of who you want people to think that you are on. No, say, God, you created me fearfully and wonderfully. And I'm choosing today to walk in that. I'm choosing today to be that person. And as you do, you will feel the grace of God flood you like never before. Things that were hard are gonna become easy. Relationships are gonna become so much enjoyable. So embrace the grace to be completely secure in who God called you to be. Until next time, I'll talk to you on the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller Podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's Word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that His grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller Podcast.